Welcome to Somebody's Mama Podcast. We're your hosts, Kendra and Nicole. Thank you for joining us for another episode today. And we are excited to be back. We took a week off because we were on vacation with our families. Um, last week, we tried to record even while on vacation. We had some technical difficulties. It wasn't working out. So we said, you know what? Let's just go on and take a real break. <laughs> Okay, and, a much needed break. <laughs> yes, a much needed break. And hop back on next week. So now we're here. So Nicole, do you want to share how your vacation went? Oh my goodness. So uh, we took a quick little getaway to San Diego. And you know, hotels with four kids with four kids. I mean three kids. <laughs> three kids and a husband. <laughs> yeah, three kids and a husband. You know when you get your room and you ask for the ocean view right mm-hmm. and then you get up there and then I don't know what floor it was but it was high <laughs> and you're just like this is too high to be up here with these kids right like what was I thinking I thought we was on a honeymoon like this is scary okay kids pressing up against the window i'm just like if they like it were they afraid of heights or no they had a good time but it was just like it took a minute to get used to it you know right other than that the hotel was super cool super nice and um it was a good time we ended up going to the beach and at the uh, coronado del hotel or whatever Uh uh-huh I've always wanted to go to that beach. It's in San, it's in Coronado, which is in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted to go to that hotel's beach. And it was such a good time. And people were so nice. And I'm so glad that we took the last minute trip because we were really due for a trip, you know? Yeah, yeah. I love San Diego. That's just, you know, I've been a lot of places in the world. And San Diego is just always my favorite yeah it's it's so nice and it's so close you can like literally just stop and go and have such great food the people are fun there's a beach everywhere yeah like san diego too and every time i go to san diego i have to stop at seaport village that's like my little happy place i just Mm -hmm. it's just it's cute yeah it's a little vibe it's a vibe but how was your vacation my vacation was good, nice and relaxing as well. So um, my family and I, we went to Palm Desert, which is here in California, obviously. And it's just a little drive up the road, just like San Diego, just in the opposite direction. Um, so we actually went for a whole week. So um, like Nicole was getting at, you know, going to a hotel with kids is a little <laughs> different. So... But the hotel is big. It's actually the villas at uh, Marriott. So it comes with two bedrooms and then it has like a kitchen, dining area, living room. So it's nice and big and spacious. My parents also went with us. Um, Nice. And so it's always nice to vacation with the parents when you have the kids because Mm. my husband and I were able to get a little time to ourselves. Um, if I needed to go make a run, I'd have to take the kids with me. Um, and then they had such a good time with their grandparents, um, in the pool. We went to the pool every day. Nicole was laughing at me because on my Instagram, I'm like pool day number six, (laughs) (laughs) but we literally went to the pool every day. It's like, we got up, had breakfast, go to the pool. 
Mm. Come back, you know, eat lunch, kids take a nap, go back to the pool. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Like back to back. Yeah, so it was just nice um, to be able to chill, relax. The kids love the pool. Um, We met a lot of cool families. We had to still remind people to keep their distance, though, because people were like, hey, like, you know, trying to talk Mm -hmm. to kids and stuff. It's like, okay, we can talk to you from 10 feet, not even six. Give me 10. It's water in here. And, um, but we met a lot of cool families and, you know, you have the whole villa so you can cook and, you know, they have grills out there and stuff. So it was a great time. We really enjoyed ourselves. Um, it was nice to get a little date night in there as well. Yeah, and then we came back home. We went Saturday to Saturday. <laughs> Whoa, that's no joke. Yep, Saturday to Saturday. And then we came back home and now we're here. So it was a great, a great, great, great week vacation. See, that's a great idea to bring the grandparents. That is a, that is... That's smart. A life hack. Okay. It's a parent hack. Yes. If you can bring the grandparents, a cousin, um, somebody that you trust to watch the kids on with vac- on vacation with you, it really helps because you don't feel like, you know, you can't do anything because a lot of mm-hmm. times we know as parents, a vacation with the family is work. Yes. Like, it's work. Working the entire time. So if you can have an extra set of hands, to be there with you and help out with meals and watch the kids while you get a little me time or a couple time or whatever it's very helpful like i would take them with us everywhere probably every family vacation we do we're going to bring them like (laughs) (laughs) i don't blame you because that's just oh my goodness i'm gonna do that next time yeah and they love it you know they love waking up to their grandparents and the grandparents love waking up to the kids and it's just a good um time to build memories and stuff but yeah so we're going to keep it moving and jump into our hot topics today what's happening in the streets nicole like what's going on so there's a lot of hot mess happening in the streets but we're gonna you know stray away from that and we're gonna go talk about (laughs) we're gonna talk about um this crazy thing going on with Queen Nija. I guess Queen Nija had, she's a YouTuber and she's also a, now known for her singing, right? But she originally started as a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. She used to be, I think, I believe married uh, to Chris Yeah, they Sales. were married. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they were married. They divorced and now she's with Clarence NYC, right? Right. And I guess she had posted a picture of her boys and people started to say that she had favoritism towards the youngest who's with her current significant other mm-hmm. because he had on Gucci shoes <laughs> and the older kid had on Nike. Wow. And like... we were talking about this a little bit before and when did Nike not become like like when did nike become pro wings like yeah. <laughs> why is it an embarrassment for him to have on nikes and the baby to have on gucci shoes and who's to say he doesn't have gucci shoes in his closet yeah that was my thing because normally with kids you tend especially if you have kids that are the same gender you tend to buy them the same shoes yeah same, you know what i'm saying always, so always matching yeah it's 
and especially since they're on the younger end i'm like you know both of them kids got gucci so why are you guys trying to um get her all stressed out because you're trying to say you have favoritism towards one child like that's just jacked up in general but what i really liked this time because queen nija and chris sales this is youtube drama you guys i'm sorry hey. <laughs> i'm so, i'm so i it, i always dislike when chris will kind of go towards the media side instead of backing his baby mama you know right yep but this time he stood with her and i really feel like he had done a, in a video prior to that saying how like the things he's done in the past to try and break up queen Nigel and clarence like it was jacked up and this and that and i really feel like they turned a new corner it's none of my business but mm -hmm. It was nice to see, like, maybe they're turning a new corner where they can now cordially raise their kids as co-parents, yeah. you know? So he wasn't saying anything bad about the shoes. It was, like, the fans, basically, that were talking about the shoe issue. Yeah, so the fans were saying, trying to say that she was doing favoritism because one kid had on Oh, Gucci okay. I thought it was like him that was saying that. Okay. That no, sorry, sorry. I'm not good at storytelling, okay? No, so that makes sense. Well, yeah, it's none of y'all business. Like, you yeah. don't know what he has and what he doesn't have. And maybe and he didn't want to wear those today. Maybe he wanted to wear his Nikes today. Like, he's old enough to yeah. wear, he would want to pick out his own shoes. Like, if you see right. my kid in the streets with some light-up shoes, just know I didn't buy them. Like, yeah. if that's what he wants to wear to the park, then maybe that's what he want to wear to the park. That doesn't mean he doesn't have, like, better shoes in the closet yeah but people want people in the, you know in the media they just want to well fans always want to say pick out whatever they can talk about to try to stir up drama so i'm not surprised that that happened but it sounds like they handle it well so that's good yeah i was happy to see chris say you guys this is just tennis shoes and you know we love both kids or you know not we love both kids. Yeah. He, he was just saying, like, there's no favoritism and, like, get out of our business, basically. Right. They're both her children. Like, what, the, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and I think, as a mom, you know what I always hear first-time moms say? Okay, first-time moms, I always hear this. Um, when they get, they be like, I'm scared to have another baby. I'm, I'm scared I won't be able to love them the same. Because, mm -hmm. you know, like, with your first child, it's your first experience, and yeah. you just you know it's you're like you've never experienced this love before so you think how could i do this again you know right and uh it had me thinking because you know with your i feel like with your first child it's a whole new experience right yep you learning together you're just learning right mm -hmm. the second child you're better equipped like okay you know what to do you know right i feel like with my third child I get to enjoy the child like I had planned to enjoy enjoy the first child. Yeah, right. Because you're not worried and stressing about, am I feeding her enough? Is she, you know, right. she breathing in the bed? Is she like, you like, okay, she fine. She ate good mm -hmm. for her weight. Like, she's okay. I checked her. I changed her. I fed her. She could. Like, yeah. with it's the first complete... baby, you can't even sleep because you looking in the crib like, I know. Are they breathing? Putting the hand, waving their hand under their nose, like, <laughs> watching their chest rise. <laughs> okay, look, I still watch the chest rise. Okay? I sure do. 
I absolutely do. I always get up in the middle of the night and check my kids. Like, yes, that'll never yeah. change. Yeah, that don't change. It's just but, not as drastic as every hour. Like, well, yeah. I, I think I still did that because I had a preemie the second time around. So, right, they took his oxygen off. I was like, can Ooh. I just keep a spare oxygen tank just in case? And they're like, no, he doesn't need it. I'm like, how you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was not ready to take the training wheels off. I was like, oh, what if he like he can't breathe? They're like, no, nah, he good. You're like, listen, they were like, listen, ma'am. You're like, listen, no, you listen. Right. <laughs> For real. I don't blame right. you because. Do you um, have anything else on that hot topics? Not really. It's just, it's been a whole, you, you know what? This is off subject and we're not going to get into it. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get into it, but La Palooza was packed. I don't know how to say it. Lollapalooza, I think that's how you say it. Lala. So apparently they're saying that everybody in there was tested, had oh. to be tested to come in, but I don't know if they had to be tested or they had to be vaccinated, because if that's the case, it's still a super spreader event. Like, like even if you test people and they're vaccinated, it could, somebody could still have it because there's all right. false negatives. Like, I just think it was irresponsible to have a four-day event with that many people. Yeah, like, that I was wild. Feel like, it was irresponsible. We're, we're, with where we are at in the world, it's just unnecessary to have that amount of people. There's, like, literally no room to breathe. I don't know why people would even want to go to that, but, I mean, they did. Yeah, it was another event too. Uh, Rolling Loud. Rolling Loud. Yeah. They said a heck of people had COVID at Rolling Loud. They didn't do no COVID tests because the girl, Debbie Dior, she got on Twitter and was like, yeah, I have COVID. So anybody around me might want to get checked. I'm like, dang. If you saw her on stage, it was so, she had all her friends there. Ooh. Like it was so many people in that area and there was nobody had a mask on. Mm. So I don't know. She had it. They was hugging and taking pictures and face to face and all that stuff. So who knows? But y'all, we definitely, we definitely sound like somebody's mama. (laughs) Hey, because I'm like, oh Lord, I'm clenching my pearls. I'm like, why would you go to that? Like, first of all, I'm not going to that without COVID because. I don't like strangers that close to me all the time. Like, literally at Lollapalooza, they had to be like this. Mm. Shoulder to shoulder, like sardines packed in a can because it looked like ants. Mm. But yeah, we we do definitely sound like somebody's mama and aunties. But hey, (laughs) I'll I'll be that because (laughs) like, I'm not going to act like I haven't been outside. When I'm outside, you catch me with my mask on. How about that? Like, How about that? Not, <laughs> and I'm playing. And people that I know are tested and taking care of themselves and wearing masks as well. But anyway, we're going to jump into our mama moment. Yes, mama, 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 mama moment. Mama moment, mama moment. Mm. Okay, so I'll talk about mine because oh, it's just been weighing heavy on me. <laughs> <laughs> what so you all know that school is starting right a lot of parents are super excited 
to get their kids out of the house and back in school so that they can breathe and all that good stuff. And me as well, you know, I'm excited for my son to go to school. I'm nervous, not gonna lie with the, all this COVID stuff picking back up. So my nerves are kind of bad with that, but you know, he's gonna wear his mask. We're gonna give him, give him some um, sea moss, gummy bears and pray over him and send him on his way. Yes. But it's really been way heavy on my heart. For those who don't know, um, I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I have been since he was born, right? So that mm-hmm. means I've never been in daycare. The most he's been, like, out of my care is with my parents. Or, like, when sh- before COVID, he used to go to, like, the children's church for, like, an hour at church. And I was still, they still had my phone number. They would, I was literally upstairs, Right. Right. So I've just been thinking about it. Like literally I could not sleep the other night thinking about it because I was like all these scenarios going through my mind. Like what if he gets scared? What if like um, the kids are mean to him? Like (laughs) what if the teacher is mean to him and I got to go up there? Like (laughs) is he going to be? safe is he gonna be good like is he not gonna embarrass me like (laughs) (laughs) oh every possible scenario was literally going through my mind that night and um you know it's just like you know mom jitters like he's never been even though he's four years old he's fully capable of all the things that he needs to do to go to school and I really want him to go because he be getting on my nerves. But at the same time, it's like, that's my baby. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not just somebody's mama. I'm him, his mama, okay? And Listen. I have been the one who's been able to dictate what he does and, you know, what he's exposed to and how right. people treat him and, like, who's around him. And so it's a mama control thing. I know it is. And yeah. I'm a little bit better today, I will say. <laughs> well, when's his first day? His first day is on Tuesday, the 10th. Oh, okay. So I'm just ready to get it over with. Like, let's just rip the Band-Aid off. And then I get a letter in the mail. And they're like, oh, um, yeah, it's just better if you just drop them off and keep going <laughs> because we don't want them to think that they're unsafe or, you know, to be worried about anything, you know, just drop their backpack off outside. I'm like, first of all, why is their backpack going to be outside? <laughs> like, if he needs, if his backpack is going to be outside, he doesn't need a backpack. Like, why am I in a backpack? And why is it outside? <laughs> yeah, but I get that. Like, you don't want nobody bringing nothing in there they ain't supposed to be. So, <laughs> yeah. And that age, you know, they'd be bringing in toys. Right. I'm talking about uh, little critters, but. Um. Um, <laughs> You know what, Kendra? <laughs> oh my goodness! See, I'm just, okay, I'm reading far into everything, okay? And I'm like, and if that's the case, I don't want my son's backpack next to day. Backpack. <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm just a my crazy goodness. person right now, okay? And I then, um, 
they're like, oh, they'll enter through this gate and then they'll have to walk down a hallway to the kindergarten gate. But they didn't say anything like you can walk them through. They want you to leave them at the first gate. And so I'm like, well, who's going to walk them through the kindergarten gate? Like, you can't walk down there by, the, by itself. Like, how long is the hallway? Like, what are you... <laughs> <laughs> and then since it's been COVID, you haven't been able to check out the classroom or the school, no. right? So they are, what put me at ease is I called the front office because I was like, ma'am, I'm very uneasy about this. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when she, uh, she's been so nice, the office lady, I call her every week. And she's like, because um, they, they were supposed to send out the letters. And I'm like, I haven't gotten a letter. I don't know what we're doing. School's next week. <laughs> <laughs> and so she um she's like well check your mail today she's like but we will have a parent informational meeting on friday you can come in you can meet the teacher you can see the classroom you can see his cubby and all that good stuff but i'm gonna be out of town so i'm like what <laughs> so my husband's oh. gonna go oh you'll be out of town yeah i'm like if y'all would have told me this a long time ago i could have marked it off of my calendar wait but wait you're gonna be out of town on the first day of school? No, girl, no. I'm talking about for the parent, um, like you can come and meet the teacher and like oh, it's okay, before okay, school okay. starts. Okay, it's okay, okay. it's Friday, the Friday before the school starts. So oh, okay. they're gonna leave the classroom open for an hour. You can come in and look at the classroom, say hey to the teacher. So my husband's gonna go and put me on FaceTime. So I have a list of questions already to ask the teacher. And he's gonna put me on FaceTime, and then he's gonna show me the classroom. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna cancel my trip for a 15 minute walkthrough. Like, I'm not gonna. Yeah, you can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. They're gonna be like, this helicopter mom. What is she doing? Right. I'm like, thank God for um, FaceTime. But you know what? Whatever it takes to put you at ease, because those teachers, yeah. they don't want, they, you know, they want you to feel comfortable too. Yeah, they do. That's why I appreciate them doing this, because I call them like, can I get a tour? Like, yeah. what's going on? But um, they do realize, they had like a, um, a TK in kindergarten parent summit, where they had a virtual uh, Zoom, where you can ask questions and like all that stuff. Then they had like a bingo night the other night, like a drive up bingo night, but we missed it because I didn't see it in my email. So I was kind of sad about that, but I'm happy that um, they're at least doing that. So that's just my long drawn out mama moment. <laughs> I am, uh, you know, just trying to make it through, okay? <laughs> but, and you're gonna have to give us an update on how it goes. I will definitely do that. Keep me in your prayers. Um, you know, we're gonna get through this, okay? <laughs> you're gonna make it you're gonna make it, gonna you know, make it. but you know what i will say what's gonna happen and you just get ready for it now okay uh -huh. anybody i know that like the first time they like if they've been if they've had a a stay-at-home mom right mm -hmm. when they go into the school system they get a common cold oh yeah i know that so you're prepped for that. As long as you're prepped I'm, for that. I'm prepped for that. However, this has never happened before, right? Yeah. COVID. Right. So what freaks me out about that, I was prepared for the whole common cold stuff. But now right. we have to deal with this Delta variant and all this other stuff. So, right. I, you know, that's why he's going to go to school with his mask. 
We're going to be giving him his vitamins every day, try to keep his immune system up. I'm prepared for a common cold, but yeah, you know, it's, it's a little different. This is nothing. It's scary now. Yeah, this is nothing anybody has ever dealt with before now. This, right, is, right. this is a brand new situation. So you don't just have to worry about the common cold. You got to worry about COVID yeah. spreading yeah. through your household. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't nobody want that, okay? Right. So yeah, we'll just, we're just going to do the best we can. We're going to pray and keep it moving. And if it gets crazy, I'm going to pull them out and put them in private school. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to come to my school. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh my god. There's only 15 kids in the class. I think 12, maybe 13. And you know what's crazy is like, okay, so maybe it's 12 kids, but um that's some kids are there Tuesday, Thursday, some kids are there Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So like when I dropped my daughter off, it was like six of them. See, that's lit. So we're gonna see, yeah. you know, I'm gonna fill this thing out. I said I was gonna give it a try. Yes. I already talked to my husband about it. We're in agreement. If it doesn't work, we're gonna pray that the other school still has slots available and yes. we'll move along. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if and if ours doesn't, I know another I know another one that I heard good things about too. So we lit. That's all we So need. we're gonna make it through. So my mama moment, listen. My three-year-old daughter is a fashionista, okay? <laughs> I'm not saying it's my fault, but it's, but it's my, my fault. fault. <laughs> One, I am not the type of parent that dresses their kid up. Like, I may enjoy fashion, but I'm not the mom that's going above and beyond to dress their kid, okay? Right, right. I'm not, I'm not, that's not my lane, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to Target. I'm going to fill it out. Um, I'm going to get some cute little colors because they're just going to get dirty anyway. Right. So my daughter is all looking forward to this first day, counting down to this first day. She's like, she got her first day. I tried to pick out her first day outfit. Mm-hmm. And I knew that wasn't going to work because um, a couple of days before we went to Target and we just let her, she did her own back to school shopping, first of all. <laughs> that's what you should have recorded okay i have a little bit of that but she was picking out her own looks her own shorts her own socks her own shirt like so i picked out her outfit and when she come downstairs i'll at least try you know i try to have the bare essentials and she can she comes yeah and i make sure um but she's going to wear what she want to wear, basically. And sometimes she pick out better outfits than I did, to be honest. <laughs> and so, uh, for her first day of school was on Monday. Mm-hmm. She, like, looked at what I picked out, like, no, we're not doing that shirt. We're doing this shirt. And this, <laughs> yeah, she's like, she's like, okay, switch out this shirt. We're going to keep these shorts that you picked out, and I'm going to add this sweater. And she's three. And she's three and she loves this new sweater she picked out at Target and it's like a princess with all the princesses on it you know got the black one too right and it was like this purple ensemble and it was just like she put on her new her new um uh light up shoes that were um frozen oh yes she was 
feeling it. I had did her hair the night before. She was like, "Okay, so that's it." Like you could, I was like, and she said, "She's like, yeah, I'm going to school because she had never, <laughs> she had never been in a classroom setting before, you know?" Right, right. It's like I'm about to have a desk. I'm about to go to school. I'm about to use scissors. <laughs> And so she was hyped. She was hyped. Okay. <laughs> so then she gets out, and I'm like, I'm going to get my picture, right? Right. She said, No pictures, no pictures, no pictures. What? Girl, you just got fly from head to toe. You don't want a photo? What? So I'm trying to snap and snap and snap the photos. I'm trying to take the photos, right? Mm-hmm. Her teacher comes out. She's trying to say she's saying you're meeting her teacher, and you know that's how I get her right there. Right, Miss So and So. Can you take? Let's take a picture. And she looks at me like oh, I told you no pictures. Like, oh, <laughs> uh, you could just see her look at me like I told you about them pictures. Right. And then oh, yeah, you. that was my moment where I'm like, I'm gonna get my picture, girl. This is your first day of preschool. I'm gonna get my right. picture. That is hilarious. Yeah, but she been picking out her own outfits since she was like two, two and a half, and she taught herself how to use the potty. She's my independent kid, but she's also my still the scissors, cut all the hair off all the Barbies, hide the scissors under the bed kid. So she might just be, you know, a little fashionista in real life, like all around. Like she's like, they need a new hairdo. Like it yeah, she does their hair. I find makeup stains on the wall in the closet. <laughs> I be like, this foundation is on. One time she put the foundation on her lip. She thought it was lipstick. Oh my gosh! So she had these concealer lips on. I could hang out with her, my girl. <laughs> Come get your girl. That's what she always, that's what she goes by too. At her old daycare, they would be like, that's my girl. Come on, girl. She's like, come on, girl. Let's go. Let's go, girl. I love, I love it. I wasn't blessed with a daughter, but I have a lot of little girls around me. I'm like, one day, I'm just going to pick you all up. We're just going to go to the little, they have the cutest little girl spas. Look, pick them up. <laughs> they will do like a whole thing and I'm just like COVID has ruined my plans because I want to take my little goddaughters but I'm like we might have time soon yeah and you know what um that's what I was thinking about for her birthday actually was because mm-hmm. she, she always wants her nails painted and I paint them here and there but she's like oh my nails painted mom do my hair mom um my nails I need you to cut my nails mom so um, <laughs> I'm probably going to take her to the spa. Yeah, they have like the little mobile spa. Um, the little mobile spas too, where it's like a big party bus. Mm. And they'll dress them up and do their nails and their makeup and then do a little fashion show. They got some cute stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I ain't doing all that. <laughs> no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. But this could be stressing me out. I love her though. She's fun. She's cool. Okay. All right, so we're going to jump into today's topic. Um, It's a continuation of our last episode. It's going to be our birth stories uh, part two. And so Nicole has one more birth story and I have one more. So we're going to jump into those. Listen, um, 
Who do you want to do yours? Yeah, I could do mine. Do yours. Yes. Because I just talked a whole lot. Right. <laughs> like I need a little <laughs> sip of water. <laughs> <laughs> need to cool down. Right. So for those of you that don't know, um, my second pregnancy, I actually went into preterm labor at um 25 weeks. So it was a completely different experience than the first one. Um, so um, I actually didn't have any complications during my pregnancy. I had a doctor's appointment like three days before I went into labor. They didn't, you know, but doctor's appointments, they don't do nothing. Like all they do is measure the baby, make you pee in a cup and go on about your day. Mm-hmm. So um, I was kind of like confused about that. Like, shouldn't they have been able to detect something in my urine or whatever? But anyway, um, so I had went to my doctor's appointment. Everything was fine. That Saturday, um, we were in the process of building our house. And so we had went to the house site and they were showing us the progress. So actually, let me rewind. So the night before that, I was having some really bad back pain, but I had never experienced back labor before. So I had no idea that I was actually in labor the night before. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just having like severe back pain and I never woke my husband up. I kind of like just bear through it. And like when people ask me like, well, why didn't you, if you were in that much pain, like, why didn't you go to the hospital? I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like as a woman, like your body goes through so much, like, you'll have random, I don't know about y'all, but like I have random pains like every other day. Right. And I just be like, oh, it's just, you know, whatever. You just push through it. You almost even forget that it happens, you know? Yeah. And because I've had back issues before and I was pregnant, I'm like, I was only six months, but, and my stomach wasn't even that heavy. Um, But I was like, oh, maybe I just need to get a a belly band. Like maybe Mm. it's time for a belly band. So I literally ordered a belly band that night while I was in pain. Um, I have, every time I went to the bathroom, like my back felt better. So I just like kept going to the bathroom. Yeah. And, um, so then the next morning, uh, I think it had stopped hurting at like 6am. Like everything was like fine. Oh, wow. So then we got ready and at about like 10am, we were about to head out the door and I was like, I like laughed or something or I was just walking and then I felt like a little leak. So I thought like, oh, I started laughing. I told my husband, I said, oh my God, I think I just peed on myself. Like, you know, cause that happens in pregnancy. Like you could laugh and a little tinkle will come out, but it didn't necessarily necessarily feel like I was peeing. It just felt like leaking fluid. Right. So, but I still didn't think anything of it. I just remember when I went to the doctor, uh, before my son, they told me, um, if you feel like you're leaking fluid, put on a pad. And if you fill up a pad, then come to the doctor. Mm. So I put a pad on, we went to the, um, to the site, excuse me. And then when we got there, I was like, Oh, I think I have to go to the bathroom again, but it was literally leaking, but I don't know where my mind was. I think I was just in denial that something something was happening because with my first child, I didn't have any complications. None of this happened. And I'm thinking like, I just went to the doctor, like nothing could possibly be going wrong. Like my back wasn't hurting anymore. Like I was fine. So, uh, 
the lady is like, oh, do you want to walk over or do you want to drive over? Because our house was like around the corner from where the office was. And I was like, oh, I can walk. I need to walk anyway. <laughs> so we walk in, we get to our house and I'm like, babe, something's not right. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I feel like I'm leaking fluid. Oh no. And I was like, at first I thought I was peeing on myself, but I was like, I'm leaking fluid. Like the pad is filling up. So he's like, oh, shoot. So we called my doctor and it was a Saturday. So I was like, oh, Lord, I hope he answers. But we called and then like you can press some number or whatever and it goes to his direct line. And so he's like, I'm already at the hospital. Just come up here. So I'm like, oh, my God, I'm freaking out. I'm like, OK, let's just go. Like, everything's fine. Let's just go. So we just Wait, when you were on the way to the hospital, were you still in pain or you weren't in any pain? I was, I was starting to have a little bit more back pain. Okay. So when we got to the hospital, mm-hmm. um, my husband dropped me off at the door and cause the parking, the way the parking was, he had to go park like down wherever. And we also still had my son, my older son with us. So, oh, wow. but my husband called my parents and let them know what was going on. And they're like, oh, we're in Moreno Valley. Like we'll be on our way back just in case. Cause he's like, I can't bring Kendon back there. So um, I get to the desk and nobody's there. Mm. So I'm like ringing, like knocking on thing at this point, at this time, my back started hurting again. And I was like, I'm in labor. Like I, I could feel it in my back, but I also could feel it in my front. Mm. And I was just like, I'm in labor. Like this is happening. So then um, finally somebody comes out and they're just like all nonchalant, like taking their sweet time. And I'm like, I need to like, I need some help. Like I'm in a lot of pain right now. And they're like, well, how far along are you? Can we Ooh, have an insurance card? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm literally doubled over in pain. Like I'm mm. like, bro. So they put me in the little like room where they check you out or whatever. And so um, the lady comes finally after like 30 minutes they come in there and you know they hook me up they're looking at the baby's heart rate and everything and she checks me and she's like you're dilated and I'm like what no I'm not like you're no I'm not she's like nope you're like a centimeter and a half and I'm like what at six months at six months (laughs) so I'm freaking out and they're like okay well we're gonna test the fluid to see if it's amniotic is amniotic fluid I forget um we're going to test the fluid and then we're going to do an ultrasound. So, and then they do the ultrasound and they're like, yeah, your fluid looks low. And so then I'm like, okay. And so. And I'm, you're still in there by yourself because you're waiting. Yeah. My for- husband is still in the parking lot. <laughs> and goodness. so he's like, um, your parents are on their way. Um, they said they'll be here in 10 minutes. Mm. So I'm in there by myself. I'm crying at this point. Oh yeah. The nurses are checking me, but they're so inconsiderate sometimes. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I can't wait to get out of that hospital because they're like talking to each other about what they're doing on the weekend and like just mm-hmm. completely insensitive. And I'm like, can you please be quiet? Like, I'm six months pregnant. I'm in labor. Can you please be quiet? And they're like, oh, sorry, ma'am. I'm sure everything's okay. We're gonna, we're taking, we're sending your fluids to the lab right now. I'm like, well, how long is that gonna take? I'm in like severe pain at this point. Like I'm in full labor. Right. 
So they, um, my doctor, he was like delivering a baby. So then he came, he came in, he's like, what's going on? They tell him and he's like, call um, UCI because that hospital that I was at is not equipped to handle premature labor um, or like they don't have a NICU or anything like a, a incubator for the baby when they come out. They didn't have anything. Mm. So they call UCI to send over the team because what they were going to do was try to stop my labor. Right. So they're like, okay, you're in labor. It's most likely that your, your water is breaking, but we're going to try to stop it. So they gave me a shot. I forget what type of shots it was, some type of steroid and something else. They gave me a shot to help develop the baby's brain. Mm. Uh, and then they gave me uh, something to try to like stop the labor. And so whatever it was, it wasn't working. And so finally the lady from UCI came and she checked me and I was like four centimeters. Oh, wow. And so she's like, okay, so we're still going to try to stop the labor. She was like, most likely if we're able to stop it, we'll take you to UCI and you'll have to be there for three months. And I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, you'll have to stay in the hospital because the baby is too early for it to deliver the baby. It's not safe to deliver the baby at this point. Right. And I'm like, well, what happens if he First doesn't First of all, I don't need you to tell me that the baby is not safe enough to deliver when your ass knows that I might be delivering this baby. And yeah. I'm like, ma'am, I'm forced. All, I got in here. Mind you, when I got in there, I was a centimeter and a half, right? Mm -hmm. 30 mm -hmm. minutes later, I'm four centimeters. This is moving at rapid speed at this point, right? So she's telling me all this stuff. My husband is still not in there. But right after she said, um, you know, you'll probably have to stay in the hospital, da 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 he came in. And he's freaking out. Like, I'm sure he had a moment in the hallway. Like, what is happening? You know, right. my parents finally arrived. So he was able to come in there. Then my mom came, thank God. My mom is praying. And... um yeah, my mom is praying and then the lady is like, okay, I'm going to call and uh, have them bring the mobile uh, incubator over just in mm -hmm. case he does, we do deliver him. Because the first lady that came, she was coming to transport me to UCI, but they had to wait until they got me to a safe place to be able to transport me because they didn't want me to have the baby in the ambulance. Right. So... Um, so the the NICU team was not there. So this lady is there. She goes, she's going in and out, right? So I'm like, the the pain is increasing. But still, I was having back labor. So I was like, every time I go to the bathroom, it made me feel better. So I went to the bathroom. When I went to the bathroom, I was like, I think my mucus plug came out. And if anybody doesn't know, when your mucus plug comes out, your water is breaking shortly after. Like you're in full active labor, right? Right. So I was like, I think my mucus blood came out and she's like, did you flush the toilet? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, oh man. So, but then shortly after that, it comes raining down. Okay. My water broke. Oh, my <laughs> A oh, big gush just happened. And I was just like, am I bleeding? Because it felt like I was bleeding as well. And they're like, no, I'm right. not bleeding. It's all fluid. Because at this point, at this point in your head, 
you know that there's a possibility that this yeah. could go a worse nightmare. Yeah. At this point, I knew the with the way when she said I was four centimeters, I was like, I'm gonna have this baby here. Yeah. And they're like, no, we're still trying to stop it. I said, just give me whatever medicine I need to develop the baby because I'm mm-hmm. gonna have the baby here. Right. Like I can feel my body getting ready. Like it's happening. Yeah. Like he's moving down, literally. So um I'm trying to remember like all the details or whatever because so I- wait, then she she said you gotta move to the UCI and then the other person came in and they said they were trying to get an incubator there. Yeah, so because they don't have a NICU team at this hospital, they needed the mobile NICU to come from UCI. So Mm -hmm. the lady, the nurse that was helping me from UCI, she called the NICU team to come over. And so this is a Saturday evening at this point. And so they're in traffic. And so she comes back in and she's like, she checks me and she's like, you're seven centimeters. This was like maybe 30 minutes later. And so then they finally figured out, okay, something is going to happen. And so they're trying to scramble and like get things together because they're not prepared for this and the people are still on their way. So the doctor comes in, she checks me and she's like, um, I'll be right back. And I'm like, you need to come back. The baby's about to come. And she's like, no, I just checked you. Like, you're fine. You know, whatever. I'm like, okay. I said, it's moving at rapid speed. I can feel the baby getting in position. Like, it's about to happen. And she was like, oh, okay. So she comes, so she's like, I was like, can you please just check me? And so my mom is like, please check her. The baby is coming. Because my mom is over there praying too, right? Right. So my husband's in there and we're all just like freaking out. He's holding my hand. I'm like, they're not listening to me. I'm in excruciating pain. Like, Mind you, I was, it's still a labor. I had no medicine, no pain Mm. at all. So I'm feeling every contraction. I'm feeling everything. So I'm like literally like crying at this point. Right. Like, please come and check me. She checks me and she pulls her hand back so bad. She's like, he's coming. He's coming. (laughs) Yelling for all these people to come. So all these people rushing in. Mind you, they have me still in a holding area like <gasps> you know the room when you go to to the hospital for them to just to check you out real quick yeah. not, like kaiser, not like kaiser it's this little small room that you would maybe do an ultrasound in right it wasn't even a space for all those people to get in there it was not a delivery room at all so <gasps> yeah so they're like call whatever whatever come we need to get her to the next room so they all rush in there and as they're trying to click up the little legs and stuff i'm like he's coming and when i kid you not as soon as they pushed the bed to the doorway he popped out (gasps) so i'm like and they're like screaming like he's coming he's coming i was like he's here he's here he's here and like i lift up the sheet and i'm like he's <gasps> on the bed he's on the bed no, at, no. in the hallway so i had no. him in the hallway no you lie i'm like the baby is on the bed and so they pushed me into the other room all of the other doctors were like trying to create an incubator they had a plastic bag and the oxygen mask so once once he came out i was just numb i was numb i was just laying there and i was just like my husband is holding my hand my mom is praying 
And then I'm like, just check on the baby. Just make sure he's okay. Because in my mind, I'm thinking I'm only six months pregnant. He's not going to make it. Like, there's no way, you know? Oh my goodness, Kendra. Yeah. Oh, I can't even believe you're reliving this here on the podcast right now. Girl, I'm like trying not to have a visual, but I can't help it. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, so, <sighs> so after that moment, um, I just heard this really, really faint, like, like I could hear him crying. Oh my goodness. And so I was just like, whoo, thank you, Jesus. You know, like, yeah crying is always a good sign and nobody in the room could believe it because at this point they still didn't even have oxygen on him oh my goodness they were literally so unprepared i'm like how are you a hospital and you don't have anything that hospital should at least have one incubator yeah at least one right so they literally put him in a plastic bag and if the pictures weren't so graphic, I would like post it so that you guys can see. I will post some pictures of him, but those first pictures are just like a little bit too graphic, but they literally had his little bitty body. He weighed, um, a little, li- I think it was like a little less than a pound. I remember it was 836 milligrams. He was less than a pound? Let me see. No, he wasn't. He had to be a pound. Yeah, he had to be a pound. He had to be yeah. at least, I think, over a pound, point fourteen. I think it is. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll look it up later. Uh, but I think he was, yeah, I think he was like one pound, like, he was one pound, 14 ounces. That's what he was. He was one pound, 14 okay. ounces. And so, uh, but he was so little. He His skin wasn't even formed. He was just red, like, and I was the type of person who couldn't even look at, like, you know, when people post preemies on, like, Instagram and Facebook and stuff, I had to scroll back by fast. I couldn't even look at it. Right. So to, to have my baby there, I was just kind of numb, and they're like, do you want to see him? And I said no. Because I didn't want that visual, like, if he didn't make it, like, I don't know. In that moment, I just said no. Yeah. Because I literally didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know what to think, how to feel, like, what was going to happen. Right. So I was just laying there. I couldn't even cry. I was just laying there. But then when he started crying, I mean, when he started crying, then I started crying. And then I just felt God, like, kind of wrap his arms around me and, like, say, like, he's going to be okay right and the nurse was like praying as well and she was like you have a little warrior um she was like you have a little warrior like he is so strong like for him to be crying and like um without any help they didn't even have to intubate him Whoa. They literally took a regular oxygen mask that they would put on an adult and put it over his face and put a bag on him. That's all he had. Oh my goodness. Until until the other people got there like 30 minutes later. So he sat there for 30 minutes. They had a light on him, but I do thank God for those nurses that were there because they have to think fast. Like they're literally not prepared for this. So they had the light shining over him. They had the bag on him. 
men had the oxygen mask on him and he was moving around he was like moving his head around he was crying every it was so quiet in there everybody was just in awe they were like he's good he's good like it was just it was just a experience that i'll never forget and then it um, was living a miracle a, a living a miracle like my mom was just praising god like like i kind of like snapped out of it a little bit I, I was able to look at him and my husband like took pictures and stuff and like he like grabbed my husband's finger like it was just like oh. an experience that i'll never forget and uh, we'll always like tell him the stories about his strength and everything and so um sorry i was trying to stop crying so that y'all can understand what i'm saying <laughs> No, listen. But, um, yeah, so yeah. I'm trying to wrap it up, girl, because Lord have mercy. But um, when the team finally came, they were amazing. Um, got him in there safely, hooked them up. They took their time. They were so delicate and intricate with everything. Everything was so sanitary. Like, they did a really good job. And then, because, uh, you know, I was watching them like a hawk. I'm like, uh, bruh. <laughs> Listen, you better than me because when I was, if I if I had been on that bed and I said he's coming, I wouldn't have been saying he's coming. I'm I would have lifted the blanket and said I'm gonna sue all of y'all. I'm going to sue you. Get to work because you're gonna get. I, you got. I know you got good insurance. <laughs> I'm Listen. like. And then, so mind you, okay, like even though I said he's here, some of the people didn't hear. So when they pulled me into the room. Mind you, they had to push me into the room. He's just laying on the bed. He's just there, like, oh my goodness. on the bed, right? Like, I literally, I don't want to get too graphic, but I literally heard him, like, plop out on the bed. Nobody caught him. So when they had in the paperwork, like, so-and-so delivered the baby, I'm like, no, they didn't. I delivered my own baby. Like, <laughs> Listen. he delivered himself. How about that? And so, um... None of y'all getting paid for the delivery. That's the what I'm nurse held my hand, and girl, they charged us an arm and a leg for nothing, right? The nurse was holding my hand. She's like, "Okay, so you're gonna give one little push." And I said, "Ma'am," and I lifted up the sheet. She's like, "Oh my God, you guys, get him off the bed! Get him off the bed! Cut the umbilical cord!" Da, 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 da. I don't even know if my husband was able to cut it. I don't remember. If they Question: When he was in the bag, was he umbilical cord was still connected, or they had cut it? I think they had cut it already. I don't know. No, I don't remember, honestly. I feel like they might have cut it. Yeah, I think they cut it. Okay. But they did leave leave them attached for a little bit because they were like, they wanted to keep the blood pumping or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and the story, is, um, baby Bryson, he's now, what, a year and a half? Yeah, he's a, he's a year and a half. He's 19 months and walking around talking and screaming and playing and like he's literally our miracle baby he was in the NICU for almost four months um it was like a hundred and something days uh, where he was in the NICU um, but that was the best hospital ever I thank God that, that we were able to go to that hospital and not another hospital that I shall not name because mm -hmm. I had to go to that other hospital for some other procedures and it does not compare at all. UCI is top notch. The mm. doctors, the nurses, the um, respiratory therapists, the occupational, the 
everybody that team is like a one yeah and the nurses literally took care of him like they were his own we didn't have one nurse that we didn't like they bought clothes for him everybody was in love with bryson like because he was literally like a miracle like yeah they had one other 25 weeker on the other side and that baby had so many complications and surgeries and things bryson didn't have not one surgery while he was there mm. they didn't have to intubate him until um a little bit further than, i think he was like a, about a month in not a month like a few weeks in they had to intubate him for like two days excuse me because they were trying to get him off of the oxygen into a nose cannula which mm. is a little bit less oxygen so they're trying to like wean him off so he did have a hard time weaning off the oxygen that's why we went home on the oxygen but he is literally a miracle baby and like you looking at him now you would never know all that we went through with him and like i talked to you guys about the breastfeeding journey which is like really hard with the preemie but it was a rough experience, but I thank God that we're on the other side of it. It was not how I expected for my second birth to go at all. I had big plans. I was like, oh, I'm going to have this type of photo shoot, and I'm going right. to you know, all those frilly things that I wanted to do, and all that went out the window. Like, God's like, let me show you who's in control, okay? I got you, okay. so let me show you who's in control, because you worried about all the wrong stuff. And yeah. All I could think about was my baby and like, you know, it was really hard to go home without him, but we were there every day. If I wasn't there, my husband was was there. It was an experience. I have to talk about the whole NICU experience on another day because there's so many layers to it, but we're just super grateful. That's Bryson's birth story. I kept a journal um, of everything, every doctor that entered the room every nurse what they said what type yeah. of medication he was taking like um my first lady um gave me this book um for NICU moms and it had pages in there where you could keep a journal every day and I literally wrote in there every day we read to him every day like it was something I will never, ever, ever forget. I am grateful for the experience because it's unique. It's our story. It's what happened. And, you know, God brought us on the other side of it. So shout out to all the NICU preterm labor moms. Yes. Like whether you were in there for a day or three months, it's mm. difficult to, yeah. see, to, to be, not be able to take your baby into the room with you. Right. Like, However you experienced it, like you're a champ for getting through it because it's rough. You become a family in there though. I kept in contact with some of the moms in there. Um, but yeah, I'm just grateful that he's here, he's healthy, he's thriving, and whew, child. Listen, when God shows up, can nobody do it's God's time, okay? Yep. Yep. He gonna see it through. Absolutely. If he gonna put you in it, he gonna see you through. That's what I've learned. If he gonna yeah. if he gonna get you there, he gonna help you get he through. Get you through as long as you lean on him and you trust right. him. Like one of the first people we called was my pastor, and he literally left church and came straight over. Oh wow! And prayed, brought us dinner, oh, like. Wow him and his wife stayed there for hours my pastor first lady stayed there for hours our friends came like this was like 
before COVID, um, while we were there, COVID was kicking off. Like we had heard about the first case and everybody was calling us because the first case they said was in UCI. Oh, wow. But it's on the other side, other part of the hospital. And so everybody was calling us like, are you guys okay? Did you hear? Da, 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 da. And we're like, no, we're fine. And we, we literally got out of the hospital with Bryson a week before uh, the shutdown. Whoa, I didn't realize that. Well, I was grateful for that as well because I'm like, I couldn't imagine being in there during COVID. Me and my husband probably both wouldn't have been able to come. Yeah, you guys I, It probably would have been one or the other. And it probably yeah. would have just been me because I'm the milk supply. And yeah. I would have crushed him. Like, <sighs> but we just, we're, we're just thankful. We're thankful. So, so thankful to be on the other side. And seriously, shout out to all of the parents <sighs> that go through that experience. I just couldn't even, I couldn't even, I couldn't, oh, 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 that's, that's no joke. And you see a lot in there, like you see kids that don't have their parents, like nobody comes visit them. Like there was one baby, mm-hmm. it's like a ward of the state. And like the the nur- the nurses took care of him. They fed him, they rocked him, they clothed him. And then when it's time for him to come home, the go home, the social worker took him. Oh wow. So it's it's a lot it's a lot that goes on in there like you just hear a lot and you see a lot and it's also comforting though because you see people go home and you're like oh it's gonna be me one day like you know yeah it's something to look forward to but well I know I've told you before but I there's one thing that um that's on my like um my bucket list basically is that one like when I get a little older and I'm feel like I can handle it Mm -hmm. I I want to be a uh, NICU volunteer so I want to go in I want to hold the babies and be there as the extra help and I want to uh, really dedicate a portion of my life where I'm just really in there with the babies I want to I want to hold the babies that are um that parents were had like addiction yeah and they're having to go through the um detox yeah because when even if a baby comes out full term if the baby if the parent was on drugs Mm -hmm. they go through like a 12-day detox or whatnot and so just to be there hold the babies as they go through that feed them and like Mm -hmm. That's just like something I've always planned to do. I had even thought about becoming a uh, actual NICU nurse, mm-hmm. but I think I, I'm more so on the volunteer side. Like I yeah, want to go. It's from still just, a way to serve, and it's very yeah. needed. They um, told us about that program when we first got there because when you go in, they give you a social worker and they stick with you, they call you, they check up on you, make sure if you need any counseling. There's a support group there um, at the hospital. They put on events for us. They would like bring gifts for the other siblings during Christmas. Like it's a great program called uh, Miracle Babies. Um, and uh, they also have the volunteers through that program that will come and hold babies and read to them and sing to right. them. Yeah. Because um, that's just, 
you just it's just it's a lot and to, for, to when I think about it I'm like I've known that I've wanted to do this for at least 10 years and yeah. I still don't feel at a place where I can comfortably do it yeah and when you're pregnant you could possibly be like in your situation you were forced to like okay buck up yeah and there is no wait is go time yeah and you know right now is what we got to do yep and you just you just figure it out you just do what you got to do you suck it up because i wanted to fall apart i want yeah. to completely fall apart and give up but right that you don't have an option like you have to fight for your baby you have to fight for yourself you have to be in a good headspace because your baby's going to feel all of your energy you have to right. be able to try to be as low stress as possible so that you can give milk to your baby like and then you have another kid to take care of mm. you know and lord knows when your mom starts praying <laughs> okay you gonna god. you gonna lose it <laughs> i thank god she was there because she was yeah she was also an advocate like you guys are not listening to her she said right. the baby's coming right and you need to listen to her. She knows what's right. going on in her body. So I was like super grateful. And that's a whole other conversation about hospital people not listening to moms, black especially black moms. Yes. That yeah. junk is real. Like I heavily feel like I was experiencing that. Like had right. I been any other race, I think they would have listened to me. They thought I was being dramatic. Nobody tried to give me an ounce of pain medicine because they said, you're not having that baby today right never mind the fact that when i got in here i was one centimeter and now i'm at seven you still don't believe i'm having the baby okay my okay. wife just broke right you saw that okay <laughs> like what are you talking listen about? i would have been you you know how you say like what you would have been what you do you right. really don't know you really don't right. know yeah but my crazy self would have been like my lawyer is on the phone <laughs> put my lawyer on the phone <laughs> I was like, no. They kept telling me like, oh, it's gonna take uh, an hour or so to test the fluid. So every ten minutes, I was like, have they sent the fluid to the lab? We're still mm. waiting on the lab tech to come pick it up. What do you mean? Run it over there. Take it. Run it. Run it. Take it. Because they're like, well, we can't do anything until we test the fluid. We don't even know if it was from, you know, if it's water or if it's your amniotic fluid. We don't know like what type of fluid it is. So we need to check the fluid before we can do anything and move forward with medication. I'm like, girl, but so I'm dilating. So y'all gonna wait. Okay. Call my doctor again. Well, he, you know, he's delivering a bit. I don't care. Like, and then here he comes. <laughs> My doctor is a hot mess. He lives like next door to the hospital. So he had just delivered like hella babies. And so when I was about four centimeters, he was like, well, call me if there's any action. <laughs> you know what? So they called him a girl. When I tell you, he came up there in his pajamas. <gasps> he walked in the room and he's like, I missed the party. Like, are you okay? He was like, I'll tell you this. That's a little trooper right there. He's like, do you hear that? He's like, I know it's really faint, but he's crying. He's like, that is an excellent sign. Like, that is amazing. He's not even a real, <laughs> he's a bad You know what, that doctor, you know what, you know what? I was like, shut up. Like, <laughs> <thank> <laughs> you, like you know what? Up. That's what you better be saying. 
You, that's what you better be saying. Right. Okay. I should play with me. To my um, I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow. I think I might actually take Bryson with me so that they can see him. Yeah, that would be and, nice. Yeah, because I showed them pictures last time. I'm like, look, don't touch him now. <laughs> okay. <sighs> but yeah, girl, tell us sorry. Tell us about your um, your third. Are you sure? Yeah. Do you want me to say that? Listen, I can't, mine's not as, mine's not as, I guess mine's not as, um, as emotional as yours is. So I'll keep mine. We need to end on a lighter note. That's good. Okay. 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 (laughs) So with mine, because, um, my first pregnancy, I had to have, um, be induced. We always plan to be induced just because stuff like when your water gets low, it could be um, hereditary or whatever, however you say it, right? Uh-huh. So we were planning for induction, but about two weeks before my induction, I started to basically go into labor. What? Yeah, so I was like, man, what's going on? And she was like, okay, you know, I was one of those people. It's my third time. And I was still one of those people showing up to the hospital every two days like, it's lit, it's me. <laughs> I'm in yeah, because you were like, oh, I want to be induced. Like, I want to go. Yeah. So, but the thing is, when... <laughs> also because it's my third child you know people are just like oh it's just gonna fly out you know you better get there early you know yeah and I'm like I am not the one to give birth um in the car especially if you heard the first birth story then you already know I'm not going through that pain again like I need all the meds right Mm -hmm. so girl for the doctor was like oh yeah you're probably gonna you know go into labor, you know, get everything straight, like get everything good, right? Yeah. So I sent my kids to my sister's house and my sister really wanted to see the kids because of COVID and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And she hadn't seen them. And so I let my kids go to my sister's house and I'm like, okay, I should, you know, be giving birth by Sunday. Like, it's going to be all great, you know. Mm -hmm. We're going to do this. Girl, no, I'm just in pain. Just in pain at home. At nighttime, it would really tick up, like, mm-hmm. just, like, at nighttime, I would just be inhaling water. At this point, I'm not really sleeping. I was literally laboring at home. Yes, I remember that. Oh. I remember I saw I you. I was, like, texting you every day, like, so what's going on? <laughs> You're like, and then well, we like, had the nerve. hospital last night, but they sent me home. <laughs> Okay, and then we had the nerve to have a photo shoot, and I couldn't even. Oh my walk. god, this crazy girl was out. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm like Nicole. <laughs> I'm not delivering this baby. Like, I'm fine. Walk- I'm fine. I can walk. Oh, just wait a minute. We will walk five steps, and you will be like, "Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on." Hold on. <laughs> I was in so much pain. And I was just pushing through it. Like Kendra said, like we met up for the photo shoot and I would literally just be, walk five steps. We're like, okay, let's take a break, guys. Walk five steps. Okay, guys, let's take a break. All nonchalant. I'm like, are you in pain? She's like, oh, dude, but I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm fine. Okay, okay. Okay. I'm like, girl, don't you mess around. I had this baby in this park. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My cousin was not prepared for that. Right. <laughs> so 
so I literally labored at home. My kids' vacation of a, of a weekend turned into one week and then turned into two weeks with my family. <laughs> I will say, as I labored at home, I had two weeks. I didn't have a, I didn't have a baby moon this time because COVID and all this stuff, but mm-hmm. I was at home with my husband for two weeks, just two weeks with just us two. That's nice. And that part, I will say, even though I really missed my kids, yeah, that part was like really nice just to be with your spouse for two weeks. And we watched movies and we, you know, door dashed during COVID, door dashing. And, you know, it was, I will say that was, I'm so happy I had that two weeks to just be alone with my husband. Right. 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 So I was going, I, so I had been laboring at home. The night times were the worst. Like the night times, it was just like, I felt like I was in real labor at nighttime. It was just like the worst, right? Yeah. So I make it all the way to my induction date. I get to my induction date and they're like, the hospital's full. We'll call you when we have oh, a room. No. I'm like, yo, I've been in pain for two weeks. Like, um, but I've, but since I had been going to the hospital every three days because I've been in pain, mm-hmm. they've been checking me like, yeah, you're just a centimeter. You're just a half a centimeter. Like, you, there's no dilation here. <laughs> right, right. If like, you're not screaming. Where's that pain coming from? Yeah, if you're not screaming, just stay home and drink some water. Right. You dehydrated, ma'am. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Are give me a bag. Can you give me IV then? <laughs> Listen, I'll do my own IV, okay? No. Right. So, when I finally get it, I get a call. It. I'm waiting. I thought I was going to go to the hospital at, at like eight o'clock at night. They still didn't have a room. They're like, we'll call you at like three or so in the morning mm-hmm. for a room. And I'm like, okay. So literally we get the call at four o'clock or so in the morning. And they're like, can you be here at six or five thirty six? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll be there. Girl, I didn't get there till seven. Oh my God. And when I got there, you know, they gave me my favorite induction pill where they just put a little pill straight up, right? Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, you know, last time this took like a whole day and a half before it activated, right? Right. Well, this time, since I had been laboring at home for two weeks, right? they put that little pill up. Girl, I was in pain. Pain, like instantly. Instantly, it was just a little nudge that my body needed because my body does really good with drugs. So, <laughs> listen, it listen. sounds funny, but some people's bodies literally reject it like it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, it was just a little nudge my body needed. As soon as it, they put that pop that thing in, in about 10 minutes, I said, I need my epidural. <laughs> I need my epidural, right? Okay? Absolutely. And then the lady comes in and I, when she came in, I was like, this is not like, I was hoping it was the guy from the last epidural. Cause you know, the, if you watch it, listen to the last episode, my second kid's epidural, he just, he just did the damn thing. Right. Right. He numbed me up real good and everything. Right. So with this third one, she's real nonchalant. She just acting like she about to hook in an IV. I'm like, man, he about to put in an epidural. I need you to like get right. focused. <laughs> like she act like she about to just eat lunch or something. Like, ma'am, you're about to do this epidural and you're just so nonchalant. And her energy was so off. 
that I wanted to tell her, she was like, well, I have, this is what she said. Oh, but I have another girl um, that's about to go in labor. And my husband was out getting something to eat. So mm -hmm. since he was out getting something to eat, I was waiting for him to come back before I got my epidural so I could hold on to him for my shot. Right. And she was like, oh, we can just, I can just go do the other epidural and come back. I was like, girl no you already girl, here. No, bring I'm a nurse here let me hold her shoulder <laughs> listen you know the upper jaw you be nervous you know yeah for real as soon as my husband come back i'm like okay let's do this and she's like all right she had like she just giving me a regular old shot like ma'am i need you to be she was just she just wasn't in the right headspace you know yeah soon as she struck me in my back in the same spot that the first doctor did on my first child i knew she done messed up right i was like this is not where old boy struck me in my back this you did not hit. it ain't hitting like it's supposed to hit this is it ain't hitting i know how it's supposed to hit now this is the third time i know how it's supposed to hit <sighs> i'm like she didn't numb me up enough terrible and she just thinking in me like and then i'm like ma'am it's not kicking in <laughs> you like uh-oh deja move and she's typing in the computer i'm like ma'am i can feel my legs ma'am right i'm like ma'am i can feel my legs ma'am i'm looking at her like you done you done really you if if, if i have to go through this with the again? same pain mm -hmm. again i'm gonna be pissed right? right so long story short right it never hits like that how it's supposed to right now my legs you know when you sit on the toilet too long and your legs feel that uncomfortable numbness so it's not all the way numb it's like halfway yeah so it took away the majority you know 99.5 percent of the pain uh -huh. But it, I could still feel the tingliness of my legs, so it was just yeah. super uncomfortable. Yeah. That's Hello. Uncomfortable. Yeah. Sorry. So it was just super, super uncomfortable, mm -hmm. and I'm trying to like wait for it to really hit. It took about thirty minutes before it gave me something. Right. And I was just like, okay, so basically I'm going to feel a good amount of pain, but not too much pain. And yeah. I'm just going to be super uncomfortable until I give birth, basically. Mm -hmm. So it didn't take that long because I had been laboring at home. And then once I got that little pill, it was basically game on, right? Mm -hmm. So the same thing, I could feel like, you know what was weird is you know how they check you they check you they check you yeah once you're numb and they check you and they be like oh you're 10 centimeters and you're like oh my gosh really i am you know <laughs> no way <laughs> no way <laughs> but you know you can feel more pressure yeah or whatever even under the meds right mm -hmm. so as we get closer they're like okay it's time to go time my doctor had been there for like the past three days so she'd been giving she had been delivering babies like crazy so she was in the hospital all the time checking on me all the time mm -hmm. oh back up for two seconds at the beginning i had one of those nurses that didn't know what they was doing Ugh. like a student nurse and she was Fair learning much. how to check dilation 
Oh, heck no. You need to check on the doll, not me. <laughs> and and she she would check and then the her supervisor would be like, okay, let me check and make sure you're right. So I hate that. Like, why do I have to be a test dummy? Like, like I get it, they have to learn in the field, but man. But do why you learn on me? And then two, when they put the little pill in. The, the the student put the pill in and she didn't do it right. Oh my god! So then the the lady had to come in and take it out and plop it back in. I'm like, I'm oh having god. to do everything twice, and I'm not. I'm not. Excuse me. Did I'm we not. Sign consent form saying that we okay with this. I don't remember signing nothing. Before. I don't remember. Listen, listen. I don't know, but I was mad about that. I was happy when she got off her shift. And um, finally, she had got off her shift, and I was happy about that. And um, I have then I have real nurses, and not that students aren't real nurses. Y'all know what I mean, okay? Listen, yeah, you're experience, an experience. Yeah. So then, once that girl came on, my epidural's in. She checked me, whatever. My favorite part is when they hook up the thing to pee, and you don't have to pee. Oh, the uh, yeah, the catheter. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what it looked like. I don't know how they do Me it. Me either. Me either. That's crazy. I just know it's amazing. <laughs> but I just know. You don't even know what you're You just. <laughs> it's just really heaven, okay? Right. It's really heaven. So, anyways, when I get that 10 centimeters, my doctor comes in. And again, just like with the second one, I tell her, hey, we're going to push. And we push and say, hey, we're going to stop. We, we stop. Hey, we're going to push. We push. And baby here in like five minutes. Three to five minutes, really. Wow. They because say that the more, the, the more kids you have, the faster they come out. Yeah. But even the second one, when I was able to tell them when I was going to push, like, yeah. wh- why should you tell me when I'm going to push? You don't know. You don't know. Yeah, you don't know what's going on here. Yeah, you don't know what's going on here so um me being able to tell her when i was gonna push helped a lot because it was like if this if this contraction is not big enough i'm not wasting my energy yeah i think that's why um you see a lot of push with black doulas now yeah. like, you know try not to go to the hospital get you a doula do a home yeah. birth because you will have a much better experience like spiritually and you're able to lead how your birthing process goes and you're able to go according to how your body feels and they coach you and help you breathe and like really nurture you and everything and it sounds like a beautiful experience if I wasn't such a high anxiety person I probably would do it but I'm like yo now we could have that experience at a at a hotel next to the hospital i might be able to roll with that but (laughs) (laughs) i will say to go wrong i need to have so see my thing was getting to experience what it felt to actually go into labor this time Mm -hmm. was way better than feeling that like the the pain level of going into labor compared to pitocin or whatever it is oh yeah is I mean just such a big difference. I will, like yeah. I was gonna say even with all the trauma that I experienced during this birth. Yeah. Like it was a lot faster. 
yeah with not having all those extra medications and whatever they were trying to get me to slow it down just didn't work so it right. didn't slow anything down and then even though i didn't have pain meds because it went so fast i still i felt like wow like i really did that you know yeah you feel like you can do it again like you can achieve like with no pain, I mean, with no meds, because at first I was like, there's no way I could do this without pain meds. Like, right. I'm not a pain person. I don't enjoy it. Like, it's not fun for me. And so, but to be able to experience it without all that, you really feel like, dang, women, women can really do anything. Like, honestly, <laughs> God, God made us different. <laughs> and I really feel like it messed me up that first time with my induction with that Pitocin or whatever, because I thought, I thought going into labor felt that strong, you know? Yeah, yeah. But since I had the opportunity to labor at home, it was like, oh, this is like way better, mm -hmm. like pain. And then as soon as they gave me that pill that um, gets you going, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> slow it down, slow it down. Slow down, get to the epidural, get to the epidural girl. I imagine natural births would be better too, just based on the positioning. Like, yeah, much more freedom to like maneuver and like squat and like the the do it the natural way, like the way your body gravity naturally flows with your body. Like, you know, you see a lot of natural births with people like on their knees and like them pulling the baby from the back, right? Like, or just catching the baby right underneath. I'm like. That probably would be a lot easier. Like, yeah, <laughs> it really. I know that you know, once you go through all of this, you're like, yeah, it probably would have been. But you know, like, as a first time mom, it's just, it's just hard. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. So I would encourage anybody listening, though, if you have any um, motivation or like, you're like, oh, I think I could try that. Like. I would suggest you look into it and do your research and like yeah. reach out to some of those doulas um, and midwives that can give you more information because it looks like a beautiful experience and like I know people who've done it. I have a friend who's actually is a doula and she is an advocate for Black maternal health and she's trying to encourage all Black women, if you can, to try to do it that way um just for our safety and our health and of our babies and our our uh mental health and you right. know everything that's been going on in these hospitals like it's looking like the better route so <laughs> okay <laughs> do, your research, do your research yep. if it feels like the right fit for you you might want to give it a try if yeah. i was gonna have another kid i might give it a try but i'm done having kids but if i was i might have given it a try see if i if if I was gonna have another one, I would give it a try. And but my concern is the water low situation. So it would be hard. But I would, I would probably would want to give it. I would want to get. I would want to give it a try. Yeah, I probably wouldn't do it like at my house. I probably would go to like a birthing center. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But. but then I've watched some people's YouTube YouTube videos about their birth center experiences, uh -huh. and they still got to such a high level of pain yeah that they end up going to the hospital but i think with your yeah. third time i don't know fourth yeah. time you know well you have to pick you have to do your research and pick the right people who really can be in tune with you because it's a really a, a a spiritual thing like yeah 
you have to really get into like a mental head space. And I have a friend who did the birthing center and they teach you how to meditate and they teach you how to breathe and yeah. like give you different tools to use to get you through the process. Right. Um, and it's just a lot of like mental mind control, like telling yourself you could do this and like believe in your body and let your body do what it's naturally made to do. And like, you know, having music and like creating an atmosphere to put you in the right headspace to like do it. And then they teach your husband what to do and like, or your partner, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it looks like a beautiful experience. If you guys have experienced that, maybe you guys can like let us know. Um, yeah. Or maybe if somebody wants to come on and share their experience with a natural birth, that would be kind of cool too. Yeah, that'd be super cool. Yes, but we're going to wrap up this episode. Um, what are you looking forward to next week, Nicole? Uh, next week, my son starts first grade. So oh. that is what I'm looking forward to. First day of first grade in a public school. Yeah. So the reviews are good about the school. So I'm hoping for the best. Meanwhile, today I get an email that the charter school has a space and i'm like why are y'all emailing me now right school starts next week uh. like so annoying because i found this really cool charter school that i was really excited about mm -hmm. but i'm starting to think his public school may be a, the better option because it's a stem school and he's really all into that stuff so yeah pray for me um yeah so that's basically what i'm looking forward to what are you looking forward to um, well, this weekend I am doing like a little small little girls trip for my friend's birthday. Um, so I'm looking forward to that, but I'm also like, I hope I'm able to enjoy myself because I'm going to be anticipating <laughs> school starting. <laughs> so just keep me lifted up in prayer. I've been doing better. Okay. I've been doing better. <laughs> I'm just ready to get that first day over with. So I'm anticipating the first day of school as well. Um, just to rip off the band-aid and get it going. Y'all probably think I'm crazy, but I know I'm not alone. No, you're not alone. Oh, I'm not alone. Um, so yeah, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited to see how it's going to go and, and all that good stuff. So we shall see. Yay! Thank you guys so much for listening, um, listening to our stories. Um, yeah, thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope that you guys will subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make sure you leave a rating and review. Um, let us know how we're doing so far. We're going to be creating some more content on instagram so make sure you guys are following us on instagram at somebody's mama pod we did some reels that got some good views so we're excited to create some more um yeah so you guys follow us so you can keep up with us chat with us in the comments in the dms tell a friend tell a friend and we will holla at y'all next week bye, bye.